Welcome to The Virtual Shift, a show looking at the seismic changes happening in healthcare with virtual care at the epicenter. Join me and my guests as we look at key cultural and policy shifts impacting how providers, payers, and patients connect, as well as how care is being reimagined both for today and the future. Hello, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Tom Foley. You can learn more about this show by visiting the program on healthcarenowradio.com, and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, at FoleyTom and the hashtag, The Virtual Shift. And today we have a very special guest, Maria Vellaro. Maria, welcome to the program. Thank you, happy to be here. Awesome. Maria is a representative of Kennesaw University out of Georgia, the, the College of Computing and Software Engineering and Information Technology. She is the Assistant Professor of Information Technology and Director of the Internet of Things uh, and the uh, Service Research Group. Is that, did I? I appreciate you be, uh, joining us on the program uh, today. There is uh, there was a very interesting article that was printed uh, that involved you uh, relative to one of the uh, very compelling projects that you're working on that I think uh, will impact significantly patient monitoring, specifically as it relates to uh, glucose uh, measuring. So before we talk about that, tell us a little bit about Kennesaw University your department and and ultimately your the project in which you're engaged. Right. So um, yes, I'm work for Kennesaw State University. This is uh, the second largest university in terms of enrollment in Georgia. So um, my college is one of the biggest college in the in on campus. That is a college of computing and software engineering. And inside of uh, our college, we have um, three departments and one school. Uh, and one of the departments is the um, uh, information technology department. That is the department that I belongs to. And um, so my group is inside this department is Internet of Research a Service uh, Research Group. And what we do basically is develop um, non-invasive technologies for healthcare. Um, so we have a series of um, projects related with devices that monitor that um, those devices monitor healthcare and certain parameters, vital signs, et cetera. And we have a very um, a strong project right now that is related to glucose monitoring. So we have developed with the help of the college and the university, uh, we have developed a um, um, non-invasive device that can measure blood sugar without blood, and also without inserting any type of needle in the body. So we are using only um, some uh, a, a kind of light that go through the extremity of the person and uh, it could be finger, it could be earlobes, right? And we, with that light absorption, we are able to take some images that we then later convert to the glucose value through using through the use of some artificial intelligence algorithms. So that is what we are working fully right now. Very interesting. So, you know, everyone knows, especially those with diabetes who actually monitor their glucose level on a daily basis, one of the major inhibitors to actually performing that simple task, if you will, uh, simple but complex in the, in the context of they're constantly pricking their fingers. Uh, for that blood sample and uh, and a non-invasive meter uh, would would really change the whole framework relative to the patients in this particular category. 
talk to us about the current model of uh, pricking the finger, the more enhanced model of the continuous glucose monitor that goes typically you would see based on the um, uh, inserted on the back of the bicep typically and versus non uh, a non-invasive glucose. Uh, there's uh, certainly some benefits and, and negatives uh, to each one of them. Can you uh, outline them first? Sure. So well, to give you a background about the technologies for glucose monitoring, we have, of course, the uh, invasive technologies, the minimal invasive technologies and the non-invasive technologies. So the invasive technologies so is, uh, are those related to extracting blood but it's actually extracting blood from the vein. So it is when you go to the lab and do your annual um, annual checkup with your doctor and they extract blood and they actually do some lab uh, process on the, on the blood and extract your blood glucose. Of course, that is the most accurate value, but there is the most invasive one, right? Because you actually need to extract a certain amount of blood to run certain um, chemicals in the, in the blood. We have the minimal invasive devices that are the typical uh, devices that uh, people with diabetes use. That is the glucometer uh, that basically requires the finger prick that typically they just uh, take a, a small sample of blood and they use this sample of blood in a glucometer device and give you, and give you the estimation of the blood sugar at that moment. Um, the problem with that uh, devices, as you mentioned, is that people with diabetes needs typically needs continuous monitoring. Um, and the most continuous that they can do with this type of devices is, uh, you know, um, using it multiple times per day. The other day I was talking with a person with diabetes that it was a young uh, student in our college. And he told me that he needs to do this around 10, type, 10 times per day which is a lot, and they end up with the, a lot of problems in their fingers, uh, lost of sensitivity, um, they have um, certain scars sometimes. So it, it, with the time, and, and, and you know that diabetes is a long life disease, right? Um, with the time, it's worse and worse and worse uh, in terms of getting this sample, even though it's a minimal invasive. So people came with new technologies, also in the minimal invasive spectrum. That is this new uh, continuous monitoring, continuous monitors that you can place on your, um, on your arm. And basically they insert a small needle. Uh, it's a succutaneous needle that is basically reading the glucose continuously. While it's a good thing because they can have multiple readings without you know, do the print, the fingerprint, right? Um, the problem is that that produce some, with the time, that can produce some infection in the skin. And especially for senior population, it's very difficult because they actually, the, the sensor needs to be changed every two or three days. They actually need to insert the needle again. And they, also the problem is that um, they requires, that is, they are so many, so expensive. It's not a, uh, affordable uh, technology. So we came with um, a non-invasive in the, in the spectrum of non-invasive is using other type of fluids to get the, the value of blood glucose. So in the research area, this is not in the commercial area yet, but in the research arena, 
Um, there are many um, re um, research related with this. So some people have calculated the blood glucose from tears or from sweat or even from saliva and from urine, right? Um, the problem with these technologies is that you actually need the fluid, right? You need to cry or you need to sweat or you need to go to the bathroom. So it's not an easy process. So we are different because we are not using any fluid we are not using any blood. We are not using any minimal invasive or invasive technology. We are using only light. And what we do is that we use some light that go through. In, let's, let's put an example of the finger. The, uh, when you put that light on top of your finger in a, a small, very small camera on the bottom of your finger, we are able to get images that measure the absorption of that uh, light by uh, the absorption that is possible to get from your extremity, right? And we know that we can be able to extract the glucose mole uh, molecule from that specific image. So we develop a model that basically read these images and estimate the, the glucose concentration in that image. And that is the one that we are getting as a result. And, and it's very comparable with the other types of glucometers or of techniques currently on the market. And how accurate is a glucometer uh, today that's on the market? Do you, any rough idea? Well, those are, the FDA has some requirements and also there are some uh, ISO um, um, you know, rules for this okay. type of devices. So they, uh, I, they need to be around um, to give you a, a percentage, is like a 15% plus or less of the uh, value, the real value. So those devices are accurate, but not as accurate as the invasive itself. But that is that is small error that they have is acceptable, it's clinically acceptable. So they are typically the, um, the, glu the glucometers on the market, they claim um, more than 95% of accuracy. And some of them claim less, uh, but everything around the 90, 95% uh, is what they claim. Um, the okay. other devices, the ones that you put in on your arm, they claim also very high accuracy, 95, 98% is what they claim. And so you're, uh, I believe you're taking your uh, product and bringing it to the market as a more of a well, what I would classify as a wellness device. You're not looking to get uh, FDA 510K clearance just yet. Is that is that fair to say? Well, the first step that we wanted to accomplish is to have a very high accurate device, right? Um, and to be tested as wide, uh, widely as possible. And we wanted to put it on the market and initial stage as a consuming, consumer product so they can use it without diagnostic purposes, right? So it's right. just monitoring purposes. Uh, but our long-term goal is once we have a very wide use and very wide verification of the models that we have, um, and of course, improvements that we are doing at this moment, we wanted to uh, apply for FDA, uh, the FDA process, which imply a lot of time, right? So um, the FDA process is not something quick. And if you want to put that on the market as soon as possible, you want to target first the consumer product area. Yeah. 
Now, I would imagine uh, from a consumer product area, as you enhance your algorithms and increase the uh, the value, given the impact of a non-invasive device, whether there's any accelerated path, but that's my, my pure speculation on that particular effort. I, I just know that my father was a, a person with diabetes and uh you know, and I know the many struggles uh, that my audience has uh, heard about many times. But you know, measuring it is uh, is the first step to uh, awareness and action. So very very interesting. So there are other uh, devices, as you know, and then as stated in this article, and the article is uh, entitled uh, "Sensor Breakthrough Brings Us Closer to Blood Glucose Monitoring on Wearables," and it's obviously all about your product which is uh, referred to as the, uh, what, what is the name that you gave your product? Glucocheck, yeah. Glucocheck, exactly. But there's other products on the market. Apple's obviously been talking about non-invasive for a while, and there's uh, uh, Samsung is, uh, has done the, uh, uh, done the same. Nothing's really truly out there yet. Any insights relative to what makes your product uh, a bit different than what others have been proclaiming to do in the, in the context of, non-invasive glucose monitoring? Sure, so yes, so, so the, the, as I mentioned before, there are many other uh, attempts to, you know, facilitate the process of monitoring glucose in, that with, in people with diabetes, right? What we believe that we are different is in the way, in the mechanism that we are using to estimate the, uh, the glucose. Uh, we are in a. We have a model right now that, with minimal computational effort, is capable to get ni- almost 91% of accuracy. And we believe that we are making this into the next step to get better accuracy than that. The other thing that we are targeting that maybe other technologies are not targeted right now is that we are all also evaluating the. Uh, specific aspects of the skin that impact our model. For example, if you have an um, Apple Watch and the Apple Watch, of course, use light to uh, estimate some values on your body. Let's say, let's not talk about glucose, but let's talk about heart rate, for example. They use uh, some PPG PPG information from using light, but they they haven't studied in detail, or at least as, uh, I don't, I'm not aware of uh, how they skin pigmentation affect this, right? It's light, it's penetration of lights. So the skin color, the skin uh, thickness, the skin roughness, the skin wrinkles, all all those kind of factors affect the result. And and, and it's impossible that you say that is nothing to do with that. It it is, right? Some of them in in high um, value, some of them in low value, but they actually modify something. So we already studied that pattern too. And we can customize our device depending on your skin properties. So what we're trying to do is like later a person with uh, and with different from different races, different ages, different genders, they can actually customize this the device to make their readings as accurate as possible, right? So that is one thing that is unique what we are doing. And also the other thing um, that that is unique with us is that well, of course we have a mobile application that show you in real time. That is not new. Every other um, 
device currently on the market, they allow you to visualize your results via mobile app. We have that, of course, but we are working in a very good new model that is, um, well, I'm going to give you the first look of this, but we are also looking into a help on estimate how your blood glucose is going to behave if you eat something or do make some exercises. So for example, I wanted to eat an apple right now. So I can ask my glucose check how my uh, how my blood glucose is going to behave. And this is not going to be a standard thing because everybody is different. So for you, eating an apple may not do anything on your blood sugar. But for me, for example, it could be a killer, right? So we are working in that kind of technology to incorporate in glucose check. So let me, let me be clear on what you just said. You're normally, I have to wait to eat the jelly donut to see how it impacts my blood sugar, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you're, you're suggesting that your app, you could estimate, uh, you want to say, Hey, I want to eat a jelly donut. What's the impact of my glucose level? Correct. That's what you're, that's what you're researching right now. Right. Correct. Wow. That is what that, we're doing. That, Cool feature. It's a real. It's really a. It's really a. Um, a, a buzzkill because you know I really want to eat that jelly donut. Right? That's what right. the. And, and 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 it's going to actually help in other conditions. Not on, not only blood sugar, uh, glucose itself, but also in fitness related or also in obesity. Right. Uh, when you are aware of what the food is doing to your body or the exercise is doing to your body with this specific value of glucose, right? Uh, you can have, you can raise the awareness, right? Of like, right. you know, eating this, drinking this Coke is going to do this to my body, right? So people can get more, could be more conscious of what they eat. And this is a long-term project, you know, this is not only the device, this right. is a, uh, actually game changer that we wanted to do and we and we also um are looking and thinking in a lot of a, a lot of a different type of uh, of people of people with certain conditions too because for example think about people that cannot see blind people right so they cannot use the app that would be very complicated for them to actually look at the app and see the tendency and uh, whatever they 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 the blood sugar is behaving, so we actually connect right now that the, the technology is ready. We have voice assistants connected to GlucoCheck directly, so the person who is using the device to know the blood sugar, they don't need even to look into the app. They can ask the Google Assistant or the Amazon Assistant, "How is my blood sugar now?" And the assistant can reply, your blood sugar is this at this moment, right? And how was the behavior in the last week, in the last month? Uh, so we have all those features ready. Uh, there is not an integration for a commercial purposes yet, but there is an integration in terms of research already done. So I think uh, we are unique in that perspective. Uh, and this is something that we want to expand. It's not just the created the device and that's it, take it, right? It's just make it grow and grow in a huge project uh, that can actually, you know, cover many things, many aspects of the 
glucose and of the uh, uh, in many aspects on diabetes. I, I would agree. I mean, uh, the you know we're very much involved in remote patient monitoring and and things of that nature. But to be able to anticipate or project is the better word. Uh, what might happen if you exercised or ate that jelly donut or drank that can of Coke? That again, you know, my father used to drink Diet Coke in the contribution to his diet. He was very, as I said, a diabetic and a very, very big person. But the point is, is that, yeah, it's, it'd be a great assistant to have on, on your wrist or where, or your smartphone to help you don't eat that jelly donut. I told you, I told you so. Right. Uh, but I joke a little bit, but, uh, but the point is, is that, you know, this, this is what consumers need, what patients need. They need uh, engagement. And sometimes, you know, the, the doctor isn't always going to be there. The nurse isn't always going to be there. The caregiver isn't always going to be there. This is a great assistant where as trust is built between the platform and the person, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be behavioral changes. And that not ultimately, that's ultimately what we need if patients are going to move from this level of awareness to level of wellness, right? Is right. behavioral change, right. and they can. And the more they can get that, the better. And I think your platform is very unique, not only in the context of non-invasive glucose monitoring, and very effective in the context of just nearing a ninety-one percent accuracy in its measure. I think it's ninety point seven, if I recall the the yes, numbers correct. perspective. Just for the audience's sake, we didn't grossly uh, lift that number. So, and then, and to add on this personal assistant, not only for glucose, but potentially for others elements uh, of wellness is again, a, a, a complete game changer. So are we on the same page? Is that, is that okay. what I heard yes. from your exactly. conversations? Awesome. Exactly. When do you think glucose check in kind of its first out of the gate model might be publicly available on the market? Well, yeah, so we are in that process right now we expect to have a very robust model and pro probably in one year but the most critical part the model is is is, is fine we can do it even earlier the more critical part is to make uh, the prototype um, very compact and easy to use right so that is we don't want people to get complicated stuff that they need to press too many buttons or something like that we want something simple easy to use so we are right now trying to find uh, pa uh, partnerships with some hardware companies that can help us to reduce size make it compact make it look pretty uh, for for users um, so that is the stage that we are uh, if we get those uh, partnerships in the coming year, um, I'm pretty sure that we can hit the market very soon. For the other technologies that we have, uh, and we are developing some of them that is related with the prediction, and that it will take more time, uh, but it's something that we can integrate easily. So I think uh, being optimistic with the whole product we, including the prediction, we were maybe talking about two or three years that we can have some initial, um, let's say, market uh, devices around there. Very good. Well, 
listen, uh, I think you are doing great work. My only hope is if we could accelerate that timeline, my own personal opinion, uh, because I think this is a complete game changer, even if it was just the non-invasive glucose where I can press the button, measure it, and then jump for joy uh, relative to the results of the measure. All right, that that would be uh, that would be awesome. But I think you guys are uh, definitely on the right track. Uh, I, I was very surprised at the article uh, because of what uh, you're based on your leadership, what you've been able to achieve. And I think it's uh, again a, a game changer. And I didn't realize uh, Crenshaw State University was even you know involved in this type of uh, thing. So I am ra- helping raise awareness uh, to my, to my audience uh, relative to what you're doing and to keep better track uh, what might be coming uh, out of your university. I'll give you the, uh, the last word. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for helping me to put this on people's uh, mind, that, that they know what we are doing. They, they can see how this type of research can make in, the, in real life. Sometimes people believe, okay, they are in a university doing some research, but that they publish a paper and that's it right? Yeah. Uh, so we are trying to do something different. We wanted to actually help help others. And, and for the last thing that I want to say, we are in the process of in, improving the testing and, uh, and, and all that kind of um, a, a stage in which we need help of people, especially in the Atlanta area. If you have diabetes, type 1 or type 2, doesn't matter, and you are willing to contribute with us, uh, we are going to do a data collection round again very soon. I will, you know, post on my website one. And if you are willing to volunteer to give your samples uh, and to help us to improve the device, more than welcome for us. We that that is helping us a lot. When we start two years ago, we only have seventy percent accuracy, and with the all the volunteers that help us with data and more and more data or 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 model is more and more robust so if um people in that area marietta area atlanta area uh, if you are willing to contribute just contact me awesome very very well so uh i will leave it there uh, maria thank you for your uh time and i wish you nothing but the best relative to uh the things that you do thank you happy to be here I want to thank the show's sponsors, HP. HP Engage Long Life Cycle Products provides the stability, safety, and security you need, plus flexibility and performance designed for today and tomorrow. As well, GenieMD, providing a modular, scalable, and customizable virtual care platform and clinical services to help providers extend care into the home, increasing access and quality while driving new revenue opportunities. If you missed part of today's episode, you can tune in at the same time, 11 a.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern, throughout the week, and be sure to check out the program page on healthcarenowradio.com. And remember, connect or follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, at Foley Tom, and follow the show's hashtag, The Virtual Ship. I'm Tom Foley. Until the next show.